Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Okay, guys, second sponsor of the show we have is SoBet. That's SoBet.io. The link is in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TP3Bets. But y'all don't even know what SoBet is yet, man. It is the best value in sports betting. There's over 38 other handicappers on there like myself. It's $10 a month, and you get all those bets. Let's say you don't want to tail me. You can tail somebody else on the website. Everybody over there is winning. Everyone's putting in great work. You get every single bet explained like me and Ben break down for you guys on these podcasts. Might as well go ahead and do it for only $10 a month. Might as well sign up, try a month, say you don't like it. It's all good, guys. But yeah, so bet. Go over there, get at them. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live. I'm in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I am your host, none other than TP3 Bets, coming to y'all live on Thursday, October 19th, 2023. I am joined, as always, by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, you ready, man? We got a hell of a week coming up. Yes, we do. And uh, some of us had a hell of a week last week. Yeah, it was, uh, I will say, guys, that was one of my all-time, I think that was my best week I've ever had in college football. Um, I did, I, so it was actually crazy, Ben. I saw a recap in my, like, year memories on something. I actually went, I think it was seven and zero last year in NFL on the same day that I went. I think I went like five and one last week in the NFL. So it was kind of crazy that two weeks in a row that that that, that was my week where I struck gold in week in week six. So maybe week six is my lucky week in the NFL. Who knows? But the other thing I want to say real quick, guys, before we recap all our picks here, and Ben's going to read off our recap, is I I keep forgetting to do this, Ben, every single podcast. I need to do this. If you like what you hear, guys, go like, subscribe, and leave a review for us on the podcast. It goes a long way, guys, for the algorithm, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any kind of podcast platform. Please leave us a review, and please leave us a quality review. We appreciate all you guys on here. We're going to do our best to win you guys some money. Ben, give us the recap. College football. I finally got stumped a little bit. I went 1-2 and two last week. Uh, you went 7-0 and oh in college football last week. All-time best week for me, man. Never lost. Uh, we both went two and one in the NFL, so so pretty good weeks or great week on the podcast um, itself. Yeah, no, we absolutely killed it, and I definitely been slacking off. I know Ben probably has a better record than me when it comes to picking all the games. So you know, I needed Ben. Ben had slacked off a little bit last week. I picked it up the slack. Ben picked up the slack for me at the beginning of the season, and. 
Ben, do you have our uh, overall record on the season pulled up in front of you? I don't have uh, individually because I just do it as yeah. as one team, you and I. But podcasts were 37, 29, and 2 in college football and 21 and 12 and 1 in the NFL. Damn, look at that, guys. We're just handing y'all free winners or print money for you guys. Let's not forget, I believe I, – I know I went 0-3 to start out the college football season. Ben, you went 0-2, right? 0-2. Yep. Yeah, we got yeah. We, so we started out in the whole zero and five, and then I'm pretty sure the first week of college I was two football, and nine. I was yeah. two and nine in college football through three weeks, if you include week zero. Yeah, I know my record was probably wor- I think my record was worse than yours. So we were getting absolutely slaughtered, and now we're in the green. So let's see if we can't keep it going. We've uh, given ourselves lofty expectations. Now I'd like to think Ben, we're the hottest podcast in the game right now. So let's see if we can't keep riding the hot wave. Um, let's start things out though in college football. I assume you have no plays for Friday because Friday's card is ass. Only Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm only Saturday as well this week. Let's get things kicked off then on Saturday. Ben, t- what are you rocking with in the 12 o'clock hour? Yeah, I got in the 12 o'clock hour. Um, I'm going to kick us off with Arkansas. They are playing um, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Sorry, couldn't think of that. Um, I think Miss. I think this is a bad matchup for Mississippi State, a I team agree. that's really struggled through the air this year. And to believe mm-hmm. it or not, Arkansas has really not found consistency in their run game recently. Mm-hmm. Whether you have Raheem Sanders or not, that's a big problem at Arkansas. When you have a quarterback who I would say is is a little bit better of a runner than he is as a consistent thrower. If you can't run the ball with a running back, it kind of takes away Jefferson's legs as well. Well, no problem against Mississippi State because they're in the hundreds. Uh, they're over 100. I think they're 112th against the pass this year. Arkansas um, only has a pass game right now. I, I think Raheem Sanders, I don't know if he's playing in this game. I think even when he does play, he's limited at this point. Like I said, if you can't run the ball, just continue to throw it. Uh, Arkansas, if you can find a moral victory in the loss to Bama, which I believe now is four straight losses for them, Yep. Uh, they had a great second half against Alabama. So use a little momentum, put a little good film on tape in Tuscaloosa, and hopefully Dan Enos and uh, Pittman and the boys can can resurgence here. I'm going to go Arkansas minus six. I, I like to play a lot, Ben. I'm actually in this game, not on the same side as you, but I'm in this game and I'm not against you either. I'm going to go to the total in one sec. The other thing I will say too is this is an absolute must win for the Razorbacks at this point in time. Arkansas literally has to win out all the games except for at Florida if they want to make a bowl game. So like they cannot afford to lose here. I think you're on the right side here. And Ben, I'm going to give you some stats to back you. I'm on the over 48 and a half in this game. This total is simply way too low. Arkansas is 21st in finishing drives. Mississippi State is 131st out of 133 teams in all of college football in allowing teams to finish drives. Basically, anytime somebody's had the ball in offense, they're scoring on Mississippi State. Arkansas is top 20 in pass explosiveness. Um, Mississippi State is 126th in allowing the explosive pass play. I don't think Arkansas's defense is anything special either. I think that this game is going to play out exactly how South Carolina, Florida did. I think the over will cash for us in the middle of the third quarter in this game, if not by the half. Give me the over, Ben. I love the fact that we're already aligned on this game, and we kind of like it for all the same reasons. Um, Next up, Ben, just because we are aligned in that game, let me go ahead and give out another one. And this is the best spot in all of college football betting. It only happens three times a year. So you all know we're automatically firing on it. Ben smiling. Let's put it this way. If you're not taking this bet, then you're just simply not patriotic. That's the way I look at this bet at this point in time. So if you're not taking this bet, then F you. 
When two service academies play each other, the under is 10 and 40 since 2006. Well, 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 we have Air Force playing Navy and the total in this game set at 34 and a half. Give me the under. I will say this was at 38 and a half earlier in the week when I gave it out over on Sobet, but I'm still rocking with it. This is still way too low in my opinion, or way too high in my opinion. When uh, one of these teams has been a dog of seven and a half or more when two service academies play each other, the under is also 20 and two against the spread, which are sorry, the under is 20 and two, which is even more insane. And the Air Force QB is out. Dude, I, I honestly think the final score of this game is to be like 13 to 7 or something insane like that. Give it the under. I probably won't watch a play of this game. The difference between the backup quarterback and the starter was noticeable as well last week. Okay. Um, That's good to as know. Someone who had, as someone who had bet uh, Air Force, I think it was like minus 10. Yeah, against um, Wyoming, right? Yeah, when he got hurt, it was a different offense. I don't know That's if good. that was just because he came mid game or not. Uh, what was that stat you gave out? What's the unders? In service so, academies? so when service academies play each other since 2006, the under is 80% at 10 and 40. So the unders hit 40 times and the overs hit 10 times. And they actually had like an insane streak going until the Army Navy game finally went over. And then when someone is a dog of seven and a half or more over that same stretch since 2006, the under is 20 and two. That was worth repeating for me. I'm going to go to the 330 window. Um, it's a high total in this game, and mm-hmm. I just I don't see how this plays under. I mean, South Carolina at Mizzou over yep. sixty. South Carolina's passing offense has been abysmal to say the least for SEC standards, and Mizzou might have the second best passing attack in 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 the uh, SEC right now. I would say LSU. I'm going to give them the edge yeah. a little bit, but but Luther Burden, Brady Cook, Mookie Cooper. These guys are balling in Mizzou right now. They're having a tremendous season. Um, and 60 points, you know what? Like, obviously, unique contributions from both teams when you have an under, mm-hmm. when you have an uh, over this high. But Rattler is, is, I don't know how to describe him. He's not that bad, but He's he solid. just doesn't, but he just doesn't win games is the best way to, like, he also loses some games for South Carolina, but he's not that bad. I, I, I'm still a fan of his. I don't know why, but I'm still a fan of his. I, I think over 60 in this game, I think both teams get into the 30s. Yeah, um, Ben, put me down for this one. I wasn't going to do this one as one of my podcast picks, but I'm going to take this one as well with you. I actually have already taken this bet as well, so I'm right there with you on the over in this game. Damn, I was trying to pull up my notes on it. Um, So I don't have all my notes in front of me right now on this game, but basically – um south carolina that has one of the top like I, I literally capped this game so many times trying to figure out any way this game doesn't go over and there's literally no chance this game doesn't not go over um what's their the stud wide receiver south carolina uh, xavier leggett is top five him and luther burner both two of the top five wide receivers in all of college football when you go to statistics the south carolina defense is putrid I don't see how either team stops. So South Carolina's defense is bottom 10 in success rate slash drive quality. And then Missouri's defense is 110th in finishing drives. I mean, these defenses are not good. I think both these teams are just going to take turns throwing the ball up and down the field. I mean, 60 is a pretty high total, but at the same time, I simply see no way we don't get over the total here. I think this will be the highest scoring game of the entire day. Love I think it should guys. be I think it should be 65. Yeah. So I'm I'm aligned with you on that one. I'm glad you gave that one out. South Carolina overs, man. That's where it's at. I'm gonna go to Ben to a play that you're going to love the fact that I'm on this one. 
It's probably my strongest play of the entire week besides that over in the uh, Arkansas game. Give me Alabama minus eight and a half against Tennessee. Tennessee is turned into a running football team, and we saw Joe Milton crumble on the road when he played at Florida. He could do nothing. He threw one of the worst passes I've ever seen for an interception. This is a massive revenge game. Ben knows how much this rivalry means. It didn't mean that much because Tennessee was just getting their ass beat, but I think they revert back to what used to happen where Tennessee gets their ass beat. Alabama fans have heard for the last 365 days these Tennessee fans run their mouth about how they beat them in one of the craziest games of the season last year. It's a huge revenge game. On top of that, Alabama's pass defense has the highest grade in coverage in all of college football. And Tennessee's outside of the top 80 in finishing drives and drive quality. Tennessee will struggle to move the football. Joe Milton will turn the ball over. While that they can't really keep players from sacking um, from sacking Jalen Milrow, I think Milrow's going to get out of the pocket and make some huge plays down the field. I think ultimately Alabama comes out here and wins this game by a crooked number. I really don't see how Tennessee gets 13 points in this game. I think Alabama calls their number here, and I think they run it up a little bit and win this game 38-13. to 13. Roll Tide. And you texted me that early in the week. Monday, yeah. I got a text from you uh, asking me how I feel about Alabama. Um, I, and I feel I feel pretty good about this week as well. And you're like, I love it. Uh, so Monday, you were early on. Um, Tennessee, like you mentioned, running the football, Jalen Wright has been fantastic. I yep. believe he's top 10 in the country uh, in yards per carry right now. So Bama's next three opponents, now there's a buy in between. But but uh, Tennessee, LSU, and at Kentucky are all among the top 10 teams in yards per carry in rushing the ball um or uh yeah this year and Alabama's defense has been stout against that just running between the tackles has not been in favor of playing Alabama this year their defense has been great in that category I listen revenge game is absolutely on the table here they won in their place last year by I think three and 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 it's a big time Tennessee's got a great defensive end I'm blanking on his name right now but I think he's up there in sacks in the country so I do think I think Alabama's offensive line has to come to play. They got to be out for the challenge, but Bama's got a downfield passing attack right now that they're just going to throw it five, six times a game. Uh-huh. And at the moment, they're coming down with a lot of these balls. They're not 50 50. They're like 80 20 right now. For so sure. They got to keep it going. But listen, Joe Milton is uh, what I, I described him as like he's not good, but he can have one of those games where he can have you know, three touchdowns and 300 something yards somehow. And you're like, well, where has that been all season? And you just shrug your shoulders. You'd be like, I don't know. That's just who he is. He's, he's not that good, but he is talented. Yeah. I mean, Joe Milton definitely has the talent, but I just feel like he's very inconsistent and he gets a little reckless sometimes. You know what I mean? He's, he's not what Anthony Richardson was at Florida. He's not on that level. No, he he's definitely not. I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, ben, do you have any more plays left in college football? Got one more at 7:30. It involves okay. your squad, the Seminoles. Let's go. Um, I'm gonna go Duke at Florida State under 49. I I kind of looked at playing the first half under in this game, but I'm just gonna take the full game. Um, I think Florida State should be able to get after whoever's playing quarterback, which I don't know if it's Riley Leonard yet. At um, Duke, this is a mismatch in the trenches. I think Florida State's got the dudes. They got three of them. They're going to be playing in the NFL right now. Um, I don't think Duke's protection is going to hold up that well. And Duke's defense is among the best in the country. Yeah. What Mike Elko's done there is insane. I don't think this is a game 
Um, is Riley Leonard, he's, is he expected to play or no? Do we know? They technically haven't said if he's in a player or not yet, but I was looking on Twitter all day last week because I had one of my biggest bets of the week on Duke this last week. And essentially he was warming up next to Bellerin or whatever his name is, and he looked fine. So they said that he was a game time decision. So I assume he's got to be definitely going in this game. That backup was horrible. He's um, terrible. Even if Riley Leonard plays, he may not be 100%. Um, I trust Duke's defense, and I trust Florida State's defense, and I think Duke's going to be able to prevent some of those those deep balls that Florida State tries to get every every really yeah. every drive. It seems like that goes more than three plays. I think I trust Duke's defense on the road in this game. Give me under forty nine because I don't think Duke scores much. Yeah, I kind of agree with you in this game, Ben. I don't think Duke's going to be able to score the football, but I think their defense is not getting the respect they deserve. Like, I think Mike Elko is going to get plucked to another school after this season because this defense is absolutely insane. So I'm pulling up the stat right now. And points allowed right now, Duke's defense currently since fourth in all of college football, allowing um, twelve or allowing 9.8 points per game. This defense is insane for Duke, and – I mean, I think Florida State will definitely struggle to move the ball on them a little bit. Elko is going to have things schemed up. Like, I'm not going to bet on this game. I'm just going to watch it as a fan. But I do think that I do think the under is the right side. But y'all know how much I hate unders in all of college football. And these kids, these kids cannot tackle. There's so many interceptions, just so much BS that happens. I'm the, the totals guy of this pod. Yeah, no, I, I'm all for the totals. I can only bet overs though in college football. It's just the way I look at them. But except for obviously when they're service academies, then I'm all over the unders. <laughs> but anyway. That's what we're rocking with in that game. I, I think Ben's got the right side there. I got one more bet for y'all as well in college football. Uh, give me the USC Trojans minus six and a half against Utah. This is an all-time buy low spot on USC after an extremely disappointing showing last week. Also, too, let's be honest. Utah is the Iowa of the West Coast. They, they play great defense, and they're one of the best teams in college football when they're at home. When they're on the road, they can do absolutely nothing. Kuthi and Cam Rising are going to be out in this game once again. This is also a double revenge spot. This is like a circle the wagons, all-in type spot. If you're USC, you lost last week in an embarrassing way. You get to avenge your two losses against a team who kept you out of going to the college football playoff last year, and he kicked them while they are down. Also, too, on top of all those facts for UFC and the huge double revenge spot circle the wagon, they can still go to the Final Four and they can still win the Pac-12. They lost to Notre Dame, not a Pac-12 opponent. They're still undefeated in the conference. I think USC circles the wagons and gets it done here. Their bad defense can't hurt them. And also, too, USC's 14-4-1 against the spread when they're a single-digit favorite after losing a game and their next game is in conference and they're covering these games by an average of 10 points per game. I said that in a confusing way, but essentially when USC is a single digit favorite and they have lost a game and now their next game's inside the conference, they're 14, four and one against the spread covering by 10 points per game. Give me the Trojans and Caleb Williams, Caleb paint up those fingernails or whatever you got to do. Give me a dub on Friday on Saturday night. Can USC's defense not hurt them because Utah's offense is that bad. Dude, Utah's offense is horrible. Baylor's defense is trash, is. and they couldn't do a damn thing against them. Um, their, their offense is really bad. Yeah, dude, it's really bad. I, mean, I think this will be like the, the pure like focus spot for USC. So I love the Trojans in this spot, although it did scare me that Big Cat tweeted out that he liked them, so we might be cursed on that play. <laughs> but it's all right. As long as Book It with Trent doesn't take it, we're still good to go. Let's go to the uh, NFL portion of things now. Ben, do you have a play for us at 1 o'clock? I do. I do. Give me. 
I don't really care who's playing quarterback in this game. Do we know if Deshaun's playing? I guess just for the people for now. I don't think he's in a play. Yesterday he was in his presser saying that like saying like all kinds of like sketchy stuff. And I saw he practiced a little bit today, but I don't think he's gonna play this week. Deshaun Watson Watson saying something sketchy? No. <laughs> Never. I forget what the how he put it, but like he basically said that his shoulder's been bothering him for a while and that he's still trying to get it right. Like basically what he said told me that he's not playing. Browns at Colts under 40. I mean, I feel like this one's a little bit self-explanatory. Browns have like the number one defense in the NFL right now. Um, we've seen a couple games of Gardner Minshew. I think when you're a couple games in is when it's it's okay to start betting against a, a quarterback. I just, I, these deep, both defenses are good. Colts have an underrated defense. They really fly around the football. I, running on the Browns is good luck. They have really stifled defenses that try to run up against them. And uh, that's really the only thing the Colts can can do. I mean, Gardner's not horrible. He, obviously, he can get the yeah. ball. The Colts don't have the worst receiving core. Pittman's good. Um, Paris Campbell's solid. Um, that's my, that might be the only people I can name. They, uh, they got the kid from Cincinnati, Alec Pierce. Yep. Um, they're not horrible, but Josh Downs, Josh Downs. I just, this Browns defense suffocates teams. I think they get after Gardner with their pass rush. And I don't think they're going to be able to rely on the run as much. Give me under 40. I like that look a lot. I have some really bad stats for Gardner Minshew. I stayed away from this game altogether, but I really wanted to take the Browns. I just don't feel comfortable laying points with PJ Walker on the road, but this really is an all-time great defense. Um, the other option is DTR. Yeah, DTR looks unplayable, though, in that game against the Ravens, which, of course, I bet on him thinking I got values. Dumbass play by me. Um, give me the Lions minus three. I almost took them first half. I might come back in and sprint or sorry, Lions plus three. I might come back into and sprinkle them on the money line as the underdog here in this game. Um, I think the wrong team's favored. First of all, I know I lost on it last week. The Colts did outgain the uh, they outgained Jags and they held them to 3.2 yards per play. It just is the Jags got great field position because of the fumble and the interception to start the game off. But 12 out of the last 13, so the there's only been 13 times in the NFL that teams have played in London than not taken a bye. 12 of those 13 times, these teams have all trailed entering the fourth quarter of these games. That would be the Ravens this week. The Lions, dude, are on the craziest ATS run I've ever seen in the NFL. They're 14-2 and two ATS in their last 16 games. Since 2021, they're 28-12 and 12 ATS. Jared Goff, I've laid it out a billion times. This guy is the king of against the spread. He's an ATS juggernaut. Here's the spread, though, that I love the most about Goff against the spread. Goff, when he plays teams with a win percentage over 500, is 12-3 and three against the spread, and when it's 66% or more, he's 10-1 against the spread. Jared Goff is comes to play in these big games. He leads the NFL in non-turnover-worthy plays or in like quality plays. I forget the way you word it, but essentially this guy is not putting the ball in harm's way. Jared Goff is balling. The Lions are balling. Give me the Lions to come on the road and pull the upset. I mean, how do you argue those stats? I mean, I'm not like a numbers nerd, but damn. Uh, I'm going to go to the 405 window. Um, I'm going to... Fall into the trap, I think, one last time. Give me the Steelers plus three. On what planet can the Steelers not go into SoFi and win this game out? Do I have too much belief in the Steelers? Am I, 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 I think I consume too much Steelers content. 
and I'm too bought in. I was high on them in the regular season. They've been horrible so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still believe in Kenny Pickett's ability. I Their defense versus this Rams team, I don't think they're at a disadvantage, Steelers. I, I mean, the Rams want to throw the – they the Rams have – I mean, who's playing running back? Zach Evans? Zach Evans and Royce Freeman. The Rams are going to be throwing the ball the entire game. If you don't know that as the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into this game, then we have more problems than we think. <laughs> um, I think the Steelers can keep it close. They got a great pass rush against a team that I think is going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, Stafford does get the ball out fairly quickly, but since Cooper Cup's been coming back, they've they've been able to take some deep shots with Puka as Cooper Cup is starting to get double teams once again because he's yeah. impossible to cover one on one. I'm going to trust my guy Minka Fitzpatrick to have this defense right. I think they go cross country and uh, at least cover the three, but I think they sh- I think they have a good chance to win outright. Ben, the good news for you is you do have the Mike Tomlin as an underdog stats all on your side here. I'm sorry, though. I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to take the Rams here in this spot. I think that with Cooper Cup back, this offense is truly different. Puka's still getting a big target share, which I like to see. I think the Rams will be able to run the football on them as the Steelers' run defense has been putrid so far this season. But I just the way I look at this game, Ben, is I think back to that Raiders game. The, it was the spread was the Raiders minus three against the Steelers. I think the Rams are a way better team than the Raiders, and we have the exact same number here. It's really the only like trend I have in my favor here. When the line opens as plus, or sorry, when the line opens with in Sh- Sean McVay takes money is in the line moves towards him from like in this example, they went from plus two to minus three. Sean McVay's 47 or 43 17 straight up, and he's 33 24 and three against the spread. And when he's at home in these spots, he's 20 and six straight up. I think I've been betting on the Rams the last couple of weeks, and I think this Rams team is a lot better than me and you thought they were going to be coming into this season. As long as they got Donald Stafford and this offense and Sean McVay in there, I think they can come to play. I just don't believe in Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada in this offense. I think the Steelers take the loss here, but it's going to be a tight one for sure. It's just a one-unit play for me. Um, uh, The good news is, though, guys. Wh- that's it for me in the NFL. Okay, that's it for Ben in the NFL. The good news is that me and one of me or Ben will definitely win a bet on the podcast since we just went against each other right there. So at least we can't go 0-4. That's confirmed. Uh, I got two more plays. I'll be quick with them since Ben's done. Give me the Packers minus one against the Broncos. I think the Broncos are the worst team in the NFL, and we just haven't realized it yet. This defense is a total joke. I'm glad Ben listened to me when I said I wouldn't let him bet on the Broncos this season. Neither of us have placed a bet on them so far this year, and thank God we have not. This Broncos defense sucks. They're all time. They're an all time worst territory with how bad they've been. And this is a Kansas City sandwich spot for them. They just played Kansas City. Now they play the Packers. They actually play Kansas City again the following week. I can't remember if they have a buy or not, but their next game is against Kansas City again. The um since two thousand three road favorites when they're off a bye have gone seventy seven forty nine and two against the spread. That would be the Packers. While I don't think the Packers are exactly world beaters. I think they should be able to throw the ball around and get on track. I think Matt LaFleur is one of the best coaches in the NFL, so I like this spot. And also, too, look at Sean Payton, look at Dennis Allen, look at Bill Belichick, all the old regime of head coaches except for Andy Reid all look like they've been passed over and that they have not adjusted the new era of the NFL. I think all these guys are dinosaurs out there coaching. These guys are trying to shoot, are trying to shoot the mid range while these other teams are shooting three pointers. I think that I think Sean McVay's in over his head, or Sean Sean Payton's in over his head here. Um, I'm adding this to my card. 
Love it, Ben. Yeah, there we go. Me and Ben agree on it. Anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I was looking at it before. Okay. I, I told you I, I only had two, but I wanted to add one. Couldn't think of one uh, pre-show. And and I, I've been on the Packers a couple times this year. Their defense is reliable. Yeah. Like, their defense is 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 nice. Once again, and, and Jordan Love, you know, he's he needs to find some consistency with throwing mm-hmm. the ball downfield. But the games that he's able to be accurate, this team's able to move the football and they're able to put the ball in the end zone. So, uh, I yeah, I'm I'm an absolute hater of the Denver Broncos. I hate everything that they have going for them right now. Yeah, I, I don't know what their future looks like. I can't stand them either. I hope they bench Russell Wilson soon so I can cash my season-long futures on his passing yards and touchdown props under. Um, last play of the podcast for me, man. And look, Ben, I got to buy low on a team that's been our darling over the last couple of years. They've come up short for us many times, but they've covered the spread for us many times. Give me the San Diego Chargers plus six against the Kansas City Chiefs. Justin Herbert has covered this number every single time that he's played against Kansas City in his career. Herbert is 7-0 and against the spread as an underdog of five or more, and he's 10-1 ATS as a dog of over a field goal. Give me Justin Herbert to keep it inside the number here. I actually, so most of the time I bet on an underdog. I'm not going to bet on an underdog unless I'm catching like 12 or more points if I don't think they can't win the game outright. I don't think they're going to win this game outright, but I think Kansas City's not going to cover. I feel like this game's going to cover. not. It's a big game. Herbert doesn't win big games. Exactly. And Brandon Staley makes dumbass decisions that loses big games. But also, too, Kansas City, like, they have insane cover of the spread stats. Whenever Mahomes is like a favorite or a dog inside three points, they always cover and win. Whenever it's outside of that window, they almost never cover and win. I know Kansas City's coming in here off extended rest. I think there could be rust versus rest here. Their offense hasn't exactly been that explosive. For whatever reason, the Chargers always have their number. Brandon Staley will find a way to F this up. I expect the Chargers to lead like the whole game. Mahomes will lead the game-winning touchdown drive. But shit, it could, they could even win this game. I, th- I think Kansas City wins by like a margin of one to four points in this game, and we cover. This is like the hold on to your pants or hold on to your seat special of the week. Give me the Chargers to cover the number. People get so offended when you think someone's good or really good, but not elite. Are you going to admit that Justin Herbert's not elite yet? No, I'm not going to admit it. I'm going to admit it's like that. uh, It's like that girl you can't break up with. That's Justin Herbert for me, man. Like I see through like, like like Joe Johnson. He's a really good player, but he's not among the elites. I never thought Joe Johnson was elite. I will say, but I think, dude, I think Justin Herbert is among the elites. I just think he has an elite score. Joe Johnson. He is the most dumbass coach in the entire NFL that costs him games. That's the way I look at it. Let me recap the picks. I don't need to go on for an hour. Yeah, we I mean, can argue. He doesn't about this win big days. games. That's the it's the easiest thing to say. He doesn't win very doesn't. many big games. You can't just say Anthony Lynn and Staley are at fault for all of them. Mm, I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty dumb. Recap. College football, myself, Arkansas minus six, South Carolina at Mizzou over 60, Duke at Florida State under 49, Thomas College football, Mississippi State at Arkansas over 48 and a half, Navy at Air Force under 37 and a half, South Carolina at Mizzou over 60, Alabama minus eight and a half, USC minus six and a half, and in the NFL... Browns at, oh, this is myself. Browns at Colts under 40, Steelers plus three, Packers minus one, Thomas, Lions plus three, 
Rams minus three, Packers minus one, Chargers minus, uh, Chargers plus six. Let's get this money, Ben. We've been on fire. Why not us? Let's stay hot this week. As always, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Um, We'll be back here once again next week, get recapping and giving you guys another round of picks. We do need to fit in there somewhere, just a podcast where we talk about sports in general. I know we haven't done many of those this year, but as always, appreciate everyone who tuned in. We'll talk to you all again soon.